FMX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do us part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man. What's up? This is Dark Side for the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp Mux Wrap-Up Show, the number one moto wrap-up show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp Mux Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show, and now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires as a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit pulpmexshow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the Pulpmex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the Pulpmex Show or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to darkside at pulpmex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. Joe Shimoda, congratulations to the, to the motherland. Stop being such a nice little Japanese boy. Be a dick. <laughs> Be an American asshole. I'm an idiot. Have you hit publish? You uh, were being dramatic. He was being dramatic. No, you I were. Was not he was dramatic. being dramatic. I was not being dramatic. You, you were like, I can't come on. Don Maeda brought to you by Ride Engineering, ridedesengineering.com. Everybody makes fun of me because I've crashed quite a bit. Yes, I've, I've crashed, but let me tell you guys why I crashed because <laughs> I tend it, boy. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Scored 32 more points than Wageman. I don't think he thinks I'm as weird as everybody else does. He just loves to embrace the sketchiness. No, There's no other real value there. Nobody she, said that. You, you, go got, to your Twitter. you no. and Weege just stop reading the YouTube no, no, comments. No, no, no. And I'm an idiot. I thought the doubles were scary. This is the leader of the Japanese Air Force. Right. I hate that dog. You do? <laughs> Fuck that dog. All you need to say was, hey man, I can't get my work done, so I can't come on. 
And then that's the end of the story. Do you know what would have been the end of the story, though? What? If you didn't mention it. I'm an idiot. Keep it up, man. You don't suck anymore, so it's really cool to see that. <laughs> All right, it's time for another Pulp Mix wrap-up show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod show. And first up, from Guts Racing, uh, I want to welcome from a privateer, Justin Starling. What's up, Justin? Ah, man, another day here in Salt Lake. Uh, just kind of hanging out, waiting to... Uh, Go racing again on Saturday. I wish we raced yesterday. It would have been a lot nicer to spend a week here actually racing, you know, more than just on Saturday, Saturday. But, uh, yeah, yeah just, in, just enjoying it. Uh, it's a great city. Uh, it's actually really nice weather today. We had two days of rain. But, yeah, now I'm just enjoying it and having some fun and got my bike work done today, and we're ready to go for the next race. Nice. Yeah, I hope the weather's good this weekend. I'll be there Friday morning, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also on the line, brought to you by Seal Savers. From Verb Moto, Troy Benjamin. What's up, Troy Dog? How's it going, man? It's going happy good. to be here. Yeah, glad to have you back on. Uh, you reminded me because I'm an idiot. I, I suck, and I had forgot that you had done one of these a long time ago. And you, you reminded me you, you've done this before, so you're not a first timer. I apologize for uh, my old age. That's what I'm blaming on my old age. I get it, man. It's it's hard. It's hard. I'm uh, I'm 30 now, so uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I don't remember anything. So yeah, you got 15 more years to catch up to me and it gets way worse, but let's, uh, Hey, we're here to talk about episode 463, which was recorded up in park city, Utah at the fuel clothing headquarters. Uh, Don Maeda, Michael Antonovich in studio, quote unquote. And again, guys, no video. Uh, Troy, do you tend to just listen to audio after it's posted? Do you like to watch YouTube or Facebook live? Uh, since he went video, I've been all YouTube um, every time I haven't really listened to anything else. Just, just been watching it. Yeah. So I, I assume now we've gotten a little jaded or a little spoiled and, and when there is no video, it's, it's kind of, it's a bummer. Yeah. I get, I get to really bummed out and I, I tend to like the in-studio shows better, Yep. Uh, but Steve does a good job on location and it's kind of cool when they go to different places and you get to hear from, like this this week with the fuel owner and stuff that was Shame, cool. Yeah, yeah. And we're, I'm gonna talk ask you guys about that them being on location here in just a second. Uh, Justin, I want to ask you: uh, Do you get a chance to watch, or are you generally listening while you know driving or something? Uh, yeah, I usually listen to it when I'm driving, okay. doing bike work. Uh, I actually spent all day today. I listened to the show again because um, the last time I listened to it, I was in my hotel and kind of was more preoccupied. Um, but yeah, I listened to it kind of when doing like bike work. Or uh, or driving or like traveling or something, but all right, yeah, I've watched it on on video a few times, um, but yeah, it's usually for me like I'd rather be watching something, I don't know, like racing or something like that, um, but I have no problem listening to it because it gets it really helps get you by bike work, you know, like yeah. good time. Good point. Um, well, that means then I guess uh, Troy, you probably saw. Did you see the picture of tits flashing up every so often? Yeah, and then the the cat gif or whatever. Yeah, on. that came later. Yeah, I had to I had to text Marks and be like, okay, what the f? And uh, Marks's explanation was Steve at some point had asked asked him, do you ever put up pictures? Oh, and he just I guess randomly said like tits or anything while we're doing the shows. And Marks is like, no, but now I'm gonna. So he did. So that's <laughs> that's what that was about because I couldn't figure out what the reference was, but it was pretty damn funny. Uh, all right, so this episode, multiple guests, as I said, including Don Maeda, Michael Antonovich, uh, Martin Davalos, Christian Craig, Cade and Sarah Clayson, Josh Osby, and the owner of Fuel Clothing, Shane Gould. 
Um, Troy Dog, thoughts on the episode? You kind of mentioned you like the in-studio, the actual in-studio shows a little better, and I agree with you. But it's 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 a different vibe, as Steve loves that word. So I, it's still good stuff. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's a good show, no matter what. But, um, yeah, I tend to like the in-studio. I like what Mark's adds and when Tit's in there and also Talon. They just uh, the banter between Steve and 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 Marks and and Talon are there's back and forth the entire time. Just they get on each other. Yeah, I love respect. Um, also now with YouTube, I like to watch it and just see the interaction. There's some stuff that you catch from the guests, like that some like looks and stuff. Um, but all in all, it's a good show. I I really like the guests this week. Sometimes when you're at um, a residency as everyone likes to call them <laughs> yeah you kind of you kind of feel like uh the vibe is they're all in it together and i don't know that's just kind of not much to do so it's kind of cool that when um like kate comes in studio or whatever like that um that, that's the coolest thing about the resident or the the on-site residency whatever shows is that we get more in studio guests and I like the guests being in studio a little bit better than I do when they're on the phone. Justin, um, do you even notice a difference since you're not watching, you're just listening to the audio? Maybe it doesn't even make a difference to you where they do the show. Uh, I can tell a difference in the audio, um, which, but it's not bad by yeah. any means. I'm not like you know, it's not like atrocious or anything. But uh, I, I'm kind of torn between. Um, I do like it, I, maybe a little bit more when he does it, you know, from his actual studio. But I did enjoy, you know, where the fuel guy can come in, and then you have Josh and Cade come in. Oop. And there was Michael and Swap. So, for me, I like that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that part's cooler, but it's it, you kind of like a give and take, you know. It's, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I did like that there was more guests in studio. I thought that was cooler. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always good content, though. Uh, I found it fairly entertaining at the beginning of the show that Anton's mic wasn't turned on until we found, you know, we made sure that he got his Monday kickstart posted. And I think Don Maeda found that pretty entertaining. Little busted on Anton. That's always fun. But uh, let's get into talking about the show. Um, big story, obviously, Marty's retirement. That's kind of, we start off, we're going to start off tonight with their, the guy's thoughts on that. Did you have any idea he was going to hang it up? Did you did you think about that? Did no, you, I didn't. Yeah. That, that crash was bad, though. It was horrific. Man, I, I have to say, if he got knocked out, he was sleeping, right? Yeah. I was surprised he got on and was on his phone long enough to compose that beautiful Farewell. Resi- resignation yeah, yeah. Uh, post, right? Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts? What's your memories of Marty and his career? Okay. And you gave me a quote about him that I probably shouldn't say. Okay, then don't. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he has, he's had a rough year this year, a lot of crashes, but uh, last yeah. year was great. He was yeah. the man who toppled Adam Cincirillo's fast lap streak uh, early last year. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Troy. Uh, obviously, very unexpected. We were all surprised when we saw the posts. Kind of a big story within Pulp, too, just because of the relationship uh, that Steve and Marty have had through the years, whether it's been you know rocky or it's now smoothed out, but uh, a big story. Yeah, and it's kind of one of Steve's. Like, I think they mentioned on the show how it's um, one of his. Oh, I forget the word they use, but um, what Don say with a magic trick or something where he twisted his words to make it look <laughs> yeah. good on 
Steve's part. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like he was really supporting Marty the whole time. He just wanted him to have a 450 <laughs> ride, and yeah, it was all for the love of there. Marty. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that. Um, anytime that Steve can make himself look better, it's good radio. So <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy part of it for sure. Justin, what do you think about their thoughts? Uh, I mean, uh, Steve, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to miss out on. He's talked about miss. We're going to miss out on a lot of a lot of excitement for Marty. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty close with Marty's mechanic and also like the truck driver and everything over there. And um, I didn't know that this was a possibility of him retiring, you know, at the end of the year because I knew he had a two year deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad was at press day. I didn't I didn't go. I went back to my hotel and my dad came back and was like, "Man, Davos crashed really hard." And I was just like, "Yeah, okay, like crashes pretty hard quite a bit this year." Right. Um, and then I was able to saw the video of it and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's." that was bad. You know, like the bike tagged him and threw him to the ground even harder than he was actually getting ready to go down. And, you know, a lot of that takes a, you know, it takes a big toll on you. You know, when you, when you hit the ground, you know, I would say he's hit the ground 15 out of 16 races and, you know, his body's already beat up and he's got a kid and I wasn't too, you know, taken back that he was retired, but it was kind of like, wow, I actually thought you'd still do the next, you know, kind of regards of where you're at. But, um, yeah, it sucks because dude's really good to watch. And I tell you what, watching him hit whoops is probably the most impressive thing. You know, it's like watching Craig on a 250. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, but it, you know, at the same time, it's nice to see him also realize that, you know, life isn't only dirt bikes and yeah, I, that's something that's really important. We're going to talk about that. I have that audio. We're going to talk more about Marty here in a little bit when he actually calls in, you know, they get him on the phone, which is something I really like. I was going to touch on it when we talk about that segment, but I really like that this year there's been a lot of things that have happened, whether it be Vince Freeze causing issues and all this negativity, and then Vince Freeze comes on the Pulp Mech show that next week. Uh, Dino gets in the way of Kenny and comes on the show next week. Marty, you know, retires and gets hurt and retires and comes on the Pulp show. Christian Craig gets hurt, comes on the Pulp show. Steve has this knack because of what he does so well of getting these guys at moments when you would think, hell, they pro- I wouldn't think they'd want to talk. But yet they come on the Pulp Mech Show, Troy, and they give us a fresh, like, like they didn't have a week to think about what they want to say. They had a couple of days, and they come on, and, and they give us this great content. Well, you see the reach of what, what Pulp Mech has become. I mean, yep. I think you've mentioned it many times where teams will listen to that in the shop the next day or on Monday when, when they're tearing down the bikes and whatever back home. And it, it's just grown over the past 11 years into this now it's like that's where you hear it first like, yeah and they, yeah everybody has such a good well most people have a good relationship with steve and there's a couple that don't of course but uh they see the reach and the benefits that paul give them so that's probably why they come on i think so all right well once again after salt lake city one we have to talk about cooper and kenny uh it's been discussed multiple times obviously this year uh after the way it went down, uh, and then of course Marvin winning, that was a discussion uh, with you know Paul Paul Webb. Steve is so excited about calling Cooper by his first name, Paul. Paul Webb was all over Marvin Muskan. That was a hot topic. So we're gonna listen to what they had to say, and we'll we'll talk about it. Do you think Cooper was nice? Yeah, I, I saw a couple of slam opportunities there. That yeah, I I think he wasn't overly nice, but if that's Roxon, he oh, does, he he yeah. does something else. Yeah, right. You it know? is surprising though because. 
I mean, he had every opportunity. And it's not just like, oh, I'm going to gift them a win. So he's not going to lay up and maybe cost himself potentially yeah. 75 to 100 grand. Watch those Red Bull Motospy videos. They're not exactly buddy-buddy. No, I don't you think they're buddy-buddy. I mean? buddy. No. Any other bike color out there, it gets He probably forces it. Yes, he yeah, probably forces it. The corner it. before the rhythm section where Christian. Coming back around to Kenny, though, uh, did you, his interview afterwards, he looked... Defeated. Defeated. Yeah. I, and I mean... Well, how else is he going to Yeah, I just... I'll give him this. This is the strangest thing for for me. I just can't figure it out. He has taken all of this so well. If he reacts any other way, people are going to say he's a crybaby or this, this, and this. Right. He has totally made peace with everything that's happened this year. Yeah, he did say a couple things in the heat of a moment that everybody's kind of latched onto, but he's been as upfront about everything uh, that happens as much as anybody ever I, has. I did hear through the grapevine a couple of the Honda guys were like a little... Like, why aren't you up more upset? This is an out there theory. Oh boy, here we go. That whole mental coaching, he doesn't seem as aggressive, period. And I don't know if that's like, a, hey, I'm not going to put that out there and then wait for somebody to come back and do me dirty. Like, it seems like if I try not to make any waves anywhere, no one should have a target on my back to come, you know, take out my right. front wheel later on. You would have to show everybody, like, hey, no, you can't bully me around. Yeah. Uh, what's your theory, Don? Dad life. He, right. he put himself in a very good spot and... Kind of threw it away, I guess. Thing or a mental thing with him. Like, he either gets brain fade or he gets tired. All right, Justin, I'm going to you first. There's a lot of theories on what's going on with Kenny. Let's start with Marvin, though, and Cooper. I feel like it's pretty unanimous that if that had not been his teammate, he. I think those guys are right. I think he. he it's a whole different outcome. No, I agree with that 100%. Um I think he was definitely nice. Um, I think if he realized, I'm pretty sure that if he would have won that race with everything lined out, he would have won the championship. Am it, I wrong or it right was there? real close. I don't think, I'd have to go back and look at the points. I don't think if he had won, he'd. I think Kenny would have had to finish a little bit farther back, like one or two okay, more spots, yeah. but it was close. I was just thinking about that. Like if he knew how close it was or something, it would have been different. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I think he was definitely nice, but... Yeah, if it would have been anybody else, I mean, literally not just Tan or any, like, literally anybody else, I think Cooper would have won that race. Um, yeah. Just with his race craft and everything, and the way he charged at the end of the races and all that, I think he would have won without question, in my opinion, just seeing him race, you know, all year. But, uh, yeah, he was definitely really nice to him, um, and he didn't <laughs> show a wheel like he, like he could have, you know. Right. Um, he, you could tell he was close at the end, and... <laughs> He could have done something, but he was definitely nice about it. And, I mean, that's, that's a respectful thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I did Go ahead. I uh, just thinking also, like, with how, you know, the, his, his points gap that he has, he knows he's gaining points. He, he also, I think, played it pretty safe. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, you know, you think about it, if he'd ran it in there and did any damage to the bike or something happens, then, you know. Yeah, foot get... peg through the spokes, you lose a wheel, yeah, you're yeah. DNF. You know, yeah, so. they're like, you know, same thing with Anderson a few years ago. Anything could happen. Sure. Um, so I think he definitely was playing it safe. So, okay, I'm going to also ask you about the, the Kenny stuff. Everybody really feels like it's a mental thing now at this point. Um, Cade said something about brain fade. All the guys kind of, you know, he's defeated. And even the guys at Honda is like, you don't, a couple guys anyway at Honda, supposedly, are, like he doesn't seem that upset. You feel like with what, what we're hearing here on Pulp that he's just pretty much given up? Yeah, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say it's the dad life thing because look at how good he was at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in my opinion, you can't put the dad life in there. Um, that's not anything to do with the ending of his season. Um, I don't, 
I, if it's me, I think it's mental. Um, just because I, I don't know if it's because of Cooper or anything like that or, you know, what it is. But if you look at Cooper, he always gets stronger at the end of the season. And can he start the season strong? And it's, it's, it's just kind of how it is. And I don't know if that's in his head um, that he, like, maybe halfway was like, well, he's going to get stronger at the end and, you know, I get worse or something. I don't know. You know, you never really know what's going on inside their heads. But if it's me, I think it's mental. Um, just kind of defeat and – he just hasn't looked the same like, like he has, you know, like even in practice, he made it. I mean, I was sitting on the gate for practice and he crashed into the tough blocks or in the mechanics area, basically. Um, and like, this is like little things that you just don't really see out of him, yeah, you know? Right. Um, but it's starting to happen. And then, you know, you watch him in the main event and like, that's not a normal crash for him like at all. So I don't, I think it's, I think he's thinking maybe too much about something and like thinking like this, instead of just letting it happen like it did at the beginning of the season um, and where he was really successful. And now I think he's thinking about it so much that it's honestly, it's hurting him. Yeah, and, definitely. In my opinion, be... I could, I could be wrong, well, but that's yeah. just in my, like looking at it, that's what it looks like to me is he's just thinking way too much. Okay. Troy, uh, I want to get your thoughts, you know, and, and with what Justin just said, like, I, I wonder if this metal coach that Anton mentioned is maybe taking him a little too far in the wrong direction, but I don't. What do you think about what they said? I kind of, uh, I kind of vibe with what uh, Don, Don's theory a little bit. Like I, I'm father of two now. Like I'm not saying it, he's like not mentally strong in in that aspect, but like when you're at peace with something, like you can have the worst day, like they were saying on the show, and come home and everything's fine. Yeah, and I think I think that was his 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 whole thing. Like he's not. Losing the title and, and losing all these points to Cooper and you know flip flopping the season the way it went, but I think he's more at peace with okay, I didn't win this year. Like, like I I have more to live for. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what he meant. I don't know if it was. Yeah, could be. I it, mean, Marty sort of touched on that a little bit. Christian talks about it. You know, in his about mm-hmm. yeah, he's a family guy. He has to think about those other things. You know, so and yeah, so I mean, that's definitely both of you guys have sort of a little bit different side of the coin on this and, but they are all possible valid reasons, right? We don't really know, but it's interesting to talk about. Um, Steve, Steve did mention that the Kenny's crash kind of reminded him of something he would do at Western, which, yeah, it was just like a, it almost looked like a, an amateur crash, right? I mean, I know it wasn't, but when you watch it, you're just like, seriously, that that's how you're going to take yourself out by just tipping over basically. Uh, I mean, you have a championship that you're fighting to try to get into back into and you have this little brain fart of a crash. It's, it's sort of silly, but oh well, we'll never know. I probably, I'm sure we'll never get a straight answer since 1999. Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with her zip on Seal Savers Make an installation a breeze. Check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. I read that terribly. Check out their full line of motor products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers, the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. Uh, Troy, so Steve asked Don if Pulp Nation has led up, right? We all, you're on Twitter, Justin, I don't know how often you get on Twitter, but we're all on social media. We see how strong Pulp Nation is when uh, they get their teeth into something. And he's, of course, referring to the star test. Troy, Don says, like, he didn't even know about this whole thing with Pulp before, 
I guess before he agreed to it or before he did it, uh, you know, he found out after. I find that hard to believe, man. I do too. But at at the same time, Don said it before. I think I've heard it on the the show before that they didn't know at all. Yeah. Fucking left this. Yeah, the stories kind of stayed the same. So I don't don't know. I I think uh, he's telling the truth. I mean, he stays pretty busy on the site, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't follow all that. Justin, I mean, do you buy into that? I I don't. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, good. They, they're friends. And, like, uh, how do you not know? I mean, I feel like everybody in the industry knew about it. You know, like, it's hopes like the biggest thing out there for us. So, yeah, I don't buy into that for a second. All right. Well, I don't either. But, again, we'll probably never know. I, I, I feel like Steve doesn't buy into it either. But he kind of let it go. And through that discussion, Steve's also kind of given Anton crap about, you know, not being able to come on the show when he said he wasn't allowed to come on the show anymore. And they went through this like, oh, you overreacted. No, you overreacted. No, no, you overreacted. And it went on for a few seconds. And, uh, you know, Steve says, hey, well, it's the end of the story. You didn't have to mention it. Or Anton tells him, you know, it would be the end of the story if you didn't mention it. Steve's just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. But, Troy, I think we all know that, Steve likes, he doesn't want the story to end. He, he likes this uh, ball-busting kind of friendly drama. I, I don't want it to end either. I right. think it's started. I, when he brings it up, it just makes it funnier. Yeah. As a, like, it just keeps going, and then it's just, I don't know, I just like it. It's like two buddies just, you know, messing around with each other all yeah. the time. Well, we say that every week, or I say that every week pretty much doing this, that the best parts of this show are the friendships, whether it be JT or Weege or Kiefer or Randy and the ball busting and picking and, and making fun. Uh, I, to me, that's my favorite part of the show. That's my favorite part too. And the, the, the jokes that you have to understand if you've listened the last 10 or 11 years, like it's like, that's the best jokes is when they reference the long time jokes. Like that's, that's what I like the most. Absolutely. All right, another big discussion early in the show was, of course, Christian Craig, right? Uh, we're, we're two races going into the thing. There's two races left. Christian's a few points down on Colt. Uh, and he has this huge crash in practice. So, obviously, he breaks his fib. They're going to talk about it. Uh, very disappointing. Very big story. Here's what they said. He was on a mission all Dude, day. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and the, the whoops, he might have been the fastest guy out of anybody in the whoops. That's usual. Yeah. Uh, to make a mistake like that, though, it's so weird for him. But broken lower leg, that yeah. was it. Yeah, you know, I went I went by the truck to check on him after that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard broken fibula, and he's going to still try to ride. Right. But, you know, then Will's all, nobody needs to know that. He literally couldn't hit one jump. So... Mm-hmm. I guess props for lining up, but uh, I mean, you know, it was a far away from being able to make any laps yeah. at all. So, uh, yep. I think he had to do it though. Like he, if he doesn't do that as a as a public thing, then you open up all these other people's secrets. No, you got a broken leg. Yeah, but I think <laughs> you know how these people are though. You're never going to satisfy them at all. Well, and how would he feel if he didn't go out there and at least try? Just finish the kickstart, okay? He had a broken leg. All right, he had a broken leg. <laughs> now, 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 you're not allowed to come on. <laughs> All right, Justin, I want to get your thoughts on this. You're, you're a professional racer. Anton makes a point that he kind of had to, because of the shit he might get from social media or whatever, if he didn't. But 
why why you probably get shit for things all the time. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, hell, probably for fantasy. But like, do you really think that has a plays a a factor in whether he races or not? Uh, I think all that kind of stems from the McAdoo thing, um, or the McAdoo things, or McAdoo Atlanta, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, just because he kept lining back up and lining back up, um, but McAdoo never had a broken bone, as far as we know. Yeah, you know, maybe a hand or something, or a bone in a hand or something, which is totally different than breaking your fibula. Um, I see where Anton's going with that, but in my opinion. There, no, your leg's broken. Like you can't expect to go out there and keep a championship alive with a broken leg. Like it's, it's not. No, I don't agree with that at all. Um, yeah, I get his point, but I don't think that's a thing. I mean, he's right. People would say a lot of negative stuff, but yeah, I don't think. I think if Christian he just had Lo- surgery, I mean, it was just obviously. Did he just had surgery on it? So obviously, it's pretty. You know, it's right. bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Christian the, Christian doesn't line up because of what people might say. He lines up because he's hoping for a miracle. Uh, I think, you know, and because he has heart, he's a professional athlete. That's what I believe. Uh, Troy, what about the thing that bothered me that, with that whole all that audio was Don saying that Will Hahn was like, no one needs to know that he's going to race. Like, that that's, drives me crazy. Like, who? why does nobody need to know? That the star team is the most secret driven team of like all time, probably. I don't know. Like, so I, weird. I, kind of, I kind of missed that. Um, I just listened to the show today, to be honest, and I didn't hear that quote. So, I, I that is weird that Will would say that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, it just bugs me. And I know Steve hates that stuff, you know, like just tell us what's going on. It's, it's not going to affect anything. Like, what's going to change if you tell us that he wants to race, he's going to try to race? Makes no sense. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's hit some quick topics real quick that were thrown out. Marvin Muskan, Justin, uh, supposedly, according to Steve, has been has made had an offer made from KTM, and we hear that this might have actually been done the review show. But JT says that AP's deal with KTM about ninety. He thinks ninety five percent. It's already done. So KTM uh, looks like maybe a three rider team next year. That's what they're talking about. That's exciting to me. Yeah, I've, I've heard that it is for sure going to be a three-rider team. Uh, I've heard that from other mechanics um, that would definitely be in the know of that. No one mentioned to me on who the three would be, um, obviously besides Cooper being for sure one of them. Um, I thought I heard something about Marvin retiring, but maybe that's not the case, or maybe that was a you know something being thrown around. Yeah. Um, but maybe the no neck brace thing is, you know, open up a new thing for him. I don't know. But yeah, that'd be cool if he could come back. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard the AP thing, uh, what was it, two years ago? That was something about him going to Red Bull. Um, and then it was, I don't, I remember something about it and it was too expensive for him to go to, uh, Baker's or something or, I don't know, something along those lines. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it would be a shame to see him leave Yamaha. He's been with that team, I think, since he turned pro. I don't think he's been anywhere else. So um, it would be a kind of a shame, I think, for him to leave there. And I think it would be pretty tough for him to leave there. But I think he also sees uh, the benefits that can come you know, from that whole entire program outside of just the motorcycle and the team you know, with Baker and, and all of that. So I think it would be, you know, if you look at his results now and how good he's, he is and how much better he's gotten throughout the year, uh, I personally think that that move could put him into a you know a, a like a consistent race winner um, next year, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, 
And, you know, it's more than just the bike and everything. It's the confidence that comes behind having that program. So, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool for both of those guys. And, I mean, I've, that's all I've heard with, with those, you know, the, those three guys being, you know, the ones linked there. Um, so I can't imagine anyone else would go into those spots. Troy, what, what do you think, man? Um, it's good insider info that we got from Pulp, and we got some. We just got some from Justin, and yeah. Steve also thought Marvin was going to retire. But uh, that you know, just a little. It's a really cool tidbit of information that if you don't listen to Pulp, you probably won't hear about until you know the end of the year, at least. Yeah, I didn't like every week when you listen to Pulp. There seems to be like a little bit more of a detail of of the rumors going on. So that's kind of what you listen to to verify, and then. Um, don't forget that plus has a long history with KTM before he went to Yamaha. His dad ran a uh, KTM store around here in Ohio. And, uh, so maybe he just wants to go back to his orange roots, man. I don't know. Well, we're going to find out, but I, I, that's just those little tidbits uh, along with the other one. He kind of threw out very quickly that moto concepts may not be back next year. Like that stuff that you go, what, wait, huh? You know, and, and, we're not really reading that anywhere else, right? We're just getting it from Steve, and you want more info. Like, give us more. What do you know, Steve? But, Troy, I guess, you know, he's, he's got to keep some of that stuff under lock until it's confirmed. He's smart about it, too. Yeah. Like, his sources that he, he lists, like, it's just every week he's just got a little more, a little more. And I think he he likes to bring people because he likes to bring people on and, and then explain to it that way when when he hears something, and then they'll come back for more and, I think that's he's just smart about it. He's yeah. on the show. That's how to work people now. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was months ago where he somebody maybe a caller, you know, asked him about how he gets this information or whatever. And he's like, Yeah, I call somebody like, you know, if it, let's talk about the motor concepts thing. Like he might call uh Tony or whatever and be like, Hey, I heard you're not gonna be back next year. You know, he'll just sort of throw it out there and see what what he gets back in return. And or something like that yeah he kind of fishes and gets gets a lot of info that's pretty awesome i love that uh back to marty so as i said he he's willing to come on the show and you know talks about his reasons for retirement what his thought what his reasons behind it were marty congratulations on a great career uh it sucks you got to go out with an injury what went into that decision marty what what did, what kind of went through your mind for for deciding that 2021 would be your last I'm, I'm, I'm just nugging injuries throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I have an elbow that has been bothering me since the beginning of the year that I've had to get some cortisone shots on. I dislocated my shoulder and I got some bone fragments and it's just, just little things like that. I mean, it's just my body. Mm-hmm. I can feel my body de- deteriorating so fast. I'll be a hundred percent honest with y'all. Um, just the race space, what everybody is willing to do now it's just a little bit out of my comfort, you know, at this, this stage of my career. I have, you know, I, I feel like I have, you know, a life outside more, motocross, you know, and I, I, I want to look forward to, you know, see my, my son grow. It's, it, it, you know, it's been so hard to make, but, you know, I, I have to be realistic, I'm not, you know, earning a huge salary. Mm-hmm. I'm basically, I'm basically, you know, um, racing to to try and get some bonus money to bring home some money. So you know, I, I think the risk for the reward is not there. At, you know, at 34, you know, I have a, a very bad lower back um, that I I constantly have to get injections in the 
off season to be able to perform. You know, the off seasons are very painful for me because I have to do so much preparation, go to the gym and train and all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at at a certain extent, it's just, it's gotten to the point where, you know, I just I'm I'm kind of weighing everything out and, and just seeing what is best for me at this stage of my career. Everybody makes fun of me because I've crashed quite a bit. Yes, I've I've crashed, but let me tell you guys why I crashed because <laughs> I tend it, boy. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. All right, Justin. When we when I hear this, like it makes sense, right? I go, man, like yeah, nobody wants to live like that. He's in all this pain. Training's probably miserable. It's like every day getting up to go to the races. He's in pain he, and. You know, like he talked about it, he's he's a dad, as we talked about earlier. Uh, he wants to enjoy life. He wants to see what the future holds. Ah, man, I I really liked his openness and honesty out of this. Yeah, it was nice to to hear him be more open about it. Um, I mean, I imagine he's still making pretty good money. You know, he's not spending a dollar to go race. Um, you know, they're making every main, and you know, your salaries from this, this, and that. He's probably still doing pretty good, but. Of course, at his age, with the money he's made in the past, he's probably not even remotely the same, uh, making the same, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, want to be with his kid. I know he's super, super close with his kid and really, really is attached. So I think, um, you know, he weighs it out of all these crashes. And then the last one that could have been a lot worse than it was, I think it was finally just like, okay, this is, this is too much, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's the right decision. If and especially if you're if you're you know I guess in the past two weeks I guess he's been really thinking about it. That's when you know like the risk is not worth the reward anymore. Yeah, yeah, and he mentioned that. And Troy, uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. And then also just Steve, you know, asked a, a sort of what I would consider a little bit of a tough question because it probably hurts Marty a little bit. But hey, do you? He said, do you think about how you left a couple titles? a title or two on the line there and, you know, and he's like, Hey, it just wasn't in the cards, but it was an experience of a lifetime. Like his attitude towards all this, he's so positive. Right. And giving this stuff to Steve after some of the st- things Steve have said about him, ah, oh, man, he's got to have to have a lot of respect for the guy. I do. I do have a lot of respect for him. I just think when you get, you get to a certain age and I mean, Marty's seen some stuff. He left home really young, came to train at MTF and then, you know, he's built his life here. He's raced for some of the best teams. Um, and then now he's 34 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. I, so he's got a kid and a wife, you know, as Steve was alluding to, he's, he's famous in Ecuador. Like I just, I think you wake up someday and you're just like, I've built this and I think it's time. I, I hurt every day and let's just, it's, I don't have the speed to contend like I want to. So I think yeah. it's time. So I think that was probably that's my take on. It. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, what kind of seat cover do you run? Oh, of course, guts. I mean, come on. That's one of actually my pretty big sponsors this year. Well, that's fantastic because they were established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James, James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more teams, including Justin Starling. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. That would have went really south if you had picked another seat cover. I was, I was taking a chance on that one, Justin. No, I've been with Andy for a while now, and uh, 
Yeah, just like you said, that seat foam's really, really good. I mean, I've been on the same seat foam all year. And yeah. I think it's got it's got 49 hours on it right now. And literally when I just pulled this, put a new seat cover on for the first time this year, uh, maybe three races ago, and the seat foam still looked new. Nice. Like this, the whole quality, the quality of everything is amazing. Um, and then also just working with Andy over there, it's it's so easy. And I mean, you can make anything you need. And you know, I used to run the the wing seat as well, and mm-hmm. uh, even that thing's amazing. And then I just kind of went away from it. Um, but when I rode the Husky, that thing was amazing. Yeah, Andy's a good dude. Anybody that can sit behind a, a, the steering wheel of a four ten sprint car, it's a bad dude. I love Andy. Um, let's talk about Eli a little bit. Steve Mathis says, uh, Salt Lake City, right? Weird day. He was fastest in qualifying, crashed a couple times. He also talks about that, that he signed a t- two more years, which I think is a little bit surprising to a lot of people. Uh, Anton says by Orlando, you kind of realize that it, the championship's not happening. He thinks, you know, Eli figures this out. What do you think, Troy, man? What's going on with Eli? Is he, as Steve said, just not willing to give that that last one percent, or do you think there's something else? You know, who you whose opinion from the show are, do you agree with? I can go with Steve on this. I I don't. When it comes to guys like Eli, he's so you know quiet, and you just you never know. Like I don't know what he's thinking. So I I just got to rely. On Steve. Yeah, exactly. I got to rely on Steve or someone who like might know a little bit. So if, if that's what Steve's thinking, I I, I got to tend to agree. Um, the getting the Supercross title last year was definitely a breath of fresh air for him. So that's probably, you know, he doesn't really have to. He's got one of those. So right. I don't know. Well, let I, me ask you this then. This is an opinion thing, but as you know, you're you're in the industry, and he's got three outdoors in a row. If he wins this year, that's a I believe that breaks the record. Correct? That'd be four in a row. Would be a record. Do you think that's important to him enough to to, to gain that extra one percent back? I mean, how much money is in his bank and how much more does he want? <laughs> okay. I don't know the answer to that, but all right. It, 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 when you get to a later part of your career, I've never raced professional, but like when you get to that, when you're about pushing 30, do you have many goals left? I mean, if you're Eli, like, I don't know what's, what's driving him yeah. right now. True. Especially with the deal coming in. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? Yeah. I mean, I think the dudes won everything you can pretty much win. Um, so at that point, it's kind of what else are you chasing, you mm-hmm. know, and you always have that goal of, you know, this and that and that. And when he doesn't have that, you know, it's kind of, it might be kind of hard for him, you know, like to, to keep that going. And then especially he's got, you know, a kid and another one on the way. And, um, I'm sure he wants to kind of settle down, you know, a little bit, but I was really surprised to hear the two years um, extension. I did not expect, I expected after this year he was done. Um, that was my opinion. Um, you know, he, it's kind of been a little weird watching him in Supercross this year because it's like he has one good race and one bad race. And then, you know, I watch him in practice and I'm like, oh my God, like Tomac is just on it today. Like he is just bulldogging the bike everywhere and it's con- completely in control. Yeah. Um, and I think he topped all three practice sessions too, which was, you know, you never really see him top free practice. So that was like, man, it's going to be his day. And then you watch the heat race and obviously he rode amazing in the heat race, but Malcolm's right there. And then main event, you're kind of like, I didn't even know where he finished to be honest with you. Um, so that's kind of weird, you know, when you think about it like that, but yeah, I think outdoors you might 
see. I think at this point he's kind of just riding Supercross in. Um, he's probably not even practicing it anymore. Um, and he's just basically getting ready for outdoors. And I think you're going to see a different guy there. I think you'll see the one that's going to, I think the first, I mean, he, I think he's pretty good at Pollard, but then you also look at, you know, Thunder Valley, he's really good at, and that's round two. So I think he's going to start, if he starts the season good, I think he'll be right there at the end. Yeah. And I said he won, like, he might win four in a row. And I, shit, Zacho won last year. So that was, that was just a stupid statement by me. So I, I, I'm sure I'll get a lot of shit from that from Steve. But anyway, yeah. Uh, all right, I want to ask you guys a, a Pulpamex question just in general, not about this episode. Troy, what is your favorite Pulpamex moment, show, whatever, of all time? Like, what is – if you had the one thing, you know, the Desert Island, right? You got to take this one show or moment or audio with you. Like, is there anything that just stands out that was, like, the best ever? Uh, there was the one show, and this is a really weird, like, out of nowhere, probably one, but the one where Baluti was kind of like, you know, tipsy a little bit, and then he just kept, like, coming up with the best sound bites ever. Do you, I, I don't remember what the show number was, but. For, for a fucking on, tickle? Yeah, that night. Like, he was just <laughs> on fire the entire night. And yeah. it was just, you never knew he was going to say next. So, like, I miss Baluti. I wish he'd come and see him more, but that one sticks out for some reason. Okay. And then. Um, obviously, um, the one with, I think I said it was 400 with, with Villapoto and Weimer way and AC, right? That was 400. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I didn't really like, but it was very, either you loved it or you hated it. I think with that one. Yeah. What about you, uh, Justin, you got a favorite moment? Oh man, mine's definitely the key for the, you know, came back there. That thing, that was okay. Vietnam Vic, that was the funniest thing I have ever heard, probably in my life. I was seriously like, I don't ever like really sit there and laugh during his show. Like, it's I really like to listen to the knowledge that he has and and the things he say. And then you know he'll say some funny things where you kind of like chuckle. But I was in tears, um, and I can't even express to you how many times I've gone back just to listen to that. And I'm so glad it's on YouTube because it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I cannot wait to go into the show, you know, on Monday with Kiefer and just be able to just <laughs> hear that play back. And oh man, that, that right there to me is the best thing I've ever heard on Paul. Nice. Yeah. I knew you were going in studio Monday. I didn't know Kiefer was going to be in with you. That's, that's awesome. Kate agreed with you. He even mentioned it on the show. That was the funniest moment. Steve, cause like didn't really agree. I think it's definitely in the top two or three. Um, there was a lot of stuff I was cracking up with on the medals up show when, you know, when Randy yep. was in and uh, after Glenn Helen vet nationals a couple of years ago. But I, I think overall that is the hardest I've ever laughed to visually watching Steve lose his shit while Kiefer told that story. So I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go ahead and go with you. I'm going to say that's the funniest moment, but for me, I always go back to the show. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but, Medals Up show, that's my favorite moment, favorite overall show. That's the one I would take with me if I had to just take one. Um, all right, hey, so they touched on the – you guys heard him touch on the press conference a little bit. Anton was in the press conference, obviously. Steve was there. Uh, the the moment with Jet talking about Moseman, I had asked Jet, take me through the pass on Moseman and the hand gesture, and we got gold on the audio. So I'm going to play what the guys had to th- – what their thoughts were, what Anton's thoughts were, and we'll discuss it. 
Jet and Moseman, you saw the press. You were in the press conference, dude. I, <laughs> this, this press conference thing, you and I were on it, yeah. and we've been talking about it. I don't understand why this has not been out there because that was like the five funniest minutes I've ever had on Zoom. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It, Jet goes off on Moseman, calls him brainless. Yes, for not touching him at all. Like I, I was so, it was so, yeah. Like you said, it was an all timer. I, I, and I had a couple people text me. They're like, yeah, we can see you laughing on camera. I'm like, well, how the fuck aren't you laughing at this? This is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we went to dinner right after that, and I just inhaled it and then ran out to the car so I could do it. And I was just – Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a little slow to get started. Uh, it wasn't the easiest, smoothest press conference. I was like, oh, my God, why did I waste my time with this? Right. And then that happened. I'm like, all right, it was uh, worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. I, I don't really know – I mean, obviously, the Jet and the Mosman thing goes back a little wise, a little, a little ways. I get it. But, dude, Mosman just hit his brakes. He didn't touch him. And, you know, he could, I, I know Jet yeah. felt like he could have. I feel like Jet was in the wrong there. I feel like Jet was going off for – like. Because, look, Jet cleaned Bozeman out, okay, mm-hmm. at round two or whatever. And then got – And Bozeman got him back. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Jet, and Jet's like, we're good. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. Like, that's kind of super cross-frontier justice. So, obviously, they weren't good. Obviously, Jet was still mad because Bozeman comes in, breaks, comes close to him, but could have hit him if he wanted to, mm-hmm. didn't. And then Jet flips him off and calls him brainless. I was a little taken aback by all that. Like, is it just a kid? It's just being, I think it's just, just a kid just, just like 17 years go. old and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Troy, I, I agree. It's just kid stuff. Uh, just for anybody listening, I don't think this press conference got posted, which is probably because it was a bit of a mess, um, a lot of disorganization this time. But I, as I'm sitting there listening to Jet's response to my question, and I'm seeing Anton laugh so hard, he literally had to turn his camera off, then I start laughing, and it felt so unprofessional. But... <laughs> It, I, I just couldn't help it. It was hilarious. But I don't know, man. What do you think? I, I, I agree with Steve. I think Jet's in the wrong, uh, Troy. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you heard it all. But you know what they're talking about. What are your thoughts? First of all, I love the fact that it was uh, your question that started all this controversy. So I love that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, I I like watching this unfold. You know, there are two, two kids that, that want to make it in the sport. And they're just going back and forth. And uh, I'm here for it. I think the drama is great. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to be like this weekend with the East West and see if that, uh, drama continues. Of course it will. There's going to be some kind of drama, right, Justin? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shootout. So, or a showdown. Showdown. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Showdown. So yeah, it's, I mean, there's always excitement in that thing. It's, uh, it's honestly the craziest race of the year. Um, because, at the end of the day, a lot of the riders in there are younger kids. Um, and man, their testosterone is running because they're just doing everything they can to be the biggest and baddest yeah. at that race. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty interesting to see, um, how this one unfolds. I don't think you're going to see Cooper, especially after seeing in Atlanta, you know, him just kind of ride a second in. Um, I don't think you're going to see anything more than him just kind of ride it in this upcoming weekend. Um, same with Nichols because I think he's at the point of just, I just want to get this thing wrapped up. Um, but you're going to see people like Moseman or of course, Jed or Hunter, um, and those guys. And, you know, maybe even like Hammaker or, or especially McAdoo, they're just going to, I think you're going to see those dudes really go for it. Um, but yeah, I, I can kind of go back on the, the press conference thing. I never, I never got to, to see it or really know what happened. Um, but I kind of heard about what Jet said. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why he said that, 
Um, unless there was something happened earlier in the day or something with between those two, I don't know. I think in Houston um, but, they had a little run in. I think it was Houston. They they definitely have had some yeah, issues but this season. They they kinda but they kinda got each other back. So I thought True. they were kind of like Steve you know, like yep. it was even. Yeah, yeah, even in that sense. Um but yeah, I don't know if something happened in that day or something or maybe they're talking to the same girl during the you know, the off <laughs> I don't know. So if something happened. Um but yeah, I don't think what Michael did there was bad. No, I, think, I don't either. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't touch him. Uh, I don't even know if Jet could even see him from where he, the situation was. You know, and Jet's corner speed's so good, anyways, that it, it wouldn't have done anything to him. So, um, I think he should know better than to flip someone off on a finish line. <laughs> like that's going to get you know put out there immediately. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, the kid, he's young. What do you expect? You know, I mean, that's, you know, a little, a little bit of immaturity. You know, that's there. We all have it. But, you know, that's he's just a kid. He doesn't know. Like, he's probably never been in trouble in his life, you know. so Right, right. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, I'm not saying he's in trouble or anything like that. But, it's, you know, it's just like he just doesn't know right now. It's, so, a, it's a bit of a uh, bad look. I mean, look, everybody has talked about how Jed is good for our sport, uh, his personality. But this moment, it was not a good look. Like, it just wasn't. He, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I would do that, you know, right. and especially, you know, if I had a Red Bull helmet on and I'm on a factory Honda wearing Alpine Star gear type situation where you're like the highest of the highs, you know, and especially, you know, the kids love when I'm sitting on the gate and he just won heat two and man, I've never heard a crowd go so crazy for a heat race winner, you know, just like mm-hmm. things like that, you know, I, he should know better and I guarantee you that Honda's been like, hey, you can't do that, you know, since then um, and maybe other sponsors as well. Um but you know it's a learning curve. He's he's going through it. Barsha went through it. All those guys have gone. Barsha might still do that stuff. But you know it is like that's just what it is. You know so. But yeah, yeah I think the showdown would be good. All right. We already talked about Christian Craig's retiring and the guys' discussion of it. And I mentioned that he came on the show. And, well, you know, no, kind of, he's, no, he's not. What's that? Hey, Craig's retiring. Oh, did I say or injury? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Craig, not retiring. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's, there's the, uh, that's the, that's the info I had that I was keeping secret. Yeah, Christian Craig is retiring. <laughs> it's fake news. No, his, his injury. I apologize, but Christian, you know, being the man that he is, he came on and discussed his disappointment. How are you doing? Are you in pain? How are we, how are we feeling? I'm more like mentally pissed off than physically. Obviously, I'm I'm injured, but yeah. um, I'm more just how bummed I. I'm just like gutted how it ended. You know, it's like I didn't really get a chance to really like all those that off season prep I did and all the work I put in. I was like ready to, you know, try to get this title. And man, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get to line up, unfortunately. So this was still a very successful season for you. I'm sure right now it's hard for you to to look at that, but man, it was a very good year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like super consistent, and I, I was up front. I was in the title chase. I held the red plate. Like I, I accomplished a lot of goals. So happy with that. With how good I feel on the bike, and to have a mistake like that, and man, I'm bummed. Just because I that that section was tough all day, and and I was being smart about it. And just one time I clipped, and I still went for that three. Yep. Um, I just knew it bit me. So as soon as I stood up, I felt something in my ankle, and I had to just lay back down. Do we blame Jericho at all for this? Can, is it all? Can we do anything with Jericho? No. No, he can't do that, man. I, I'm just 
Yeah, I freaking literally he was sweating coming in and out of the semi trying to get my bike ready. I think yeah. I demolished that thing. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you for trying and right. doing that. Our boy Jericho. Jericho will be on the wrap-up show next week with A-Ray, just so you guys know. Uh, Troy Dog. as I said, man, it, I have so much respect that these guys like Christian come on after such a major negative in their week or their career. They still come on the pulp and give us good content and open up. Uh, again, it's the relationships that Steve has, the trust he has with these riders that they have with him. Um, I, I, I think Christian coming on is a big deal, man. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and Christian, he's always uh, open and upfront. Like, I watch his YouTube channel, and he definitely gets a lot of crap. I think last time I was on the wrap-up show, I was he was on as well, and I uh, I, I was kind of hard on him because I was kind of, like, ready for him. to. Like, I just kind of was tired of getting let down. Like, I want to see him, like, do well and be in the championship hunt. So, like, what he accomplished this year is is awesome, and, and it's cool that, that even though he's hurt, like, he – he wants to come back and and do great outdoors. So he's he's mm-hmm. just like he sees what it is and on to the next thing. So yeah, I thought the, that was pretty cool of him. Yeah, and the guys seem to think that he's going to be able to make the the outdoors for, with four fifties. So that and he you know he says what six weeks I think um, recovery or what is that what I believe that's what he said. Um, so that's that's exciting, man. That that ha- it happens, but I I appreciate him coming on. I think Steve did a great job with the interview. Uh, Troy also. Ask him about contract, right? Do, you, do we know anything about coming back with Star? And, you know, obviously Christian says, hey, it's really too early. Man, that's, that's tough in his position because he talked about being a, having a family, being a can't be a privateer, right? He has to make a certain amount of money. It's a tough position for him to be in and get injured at the Supercross, at the end of Supercross like this. Man, it just, it's got to be scary for him again. Yeah, yes and no. I uh, he's so fast. Like I think he's going to be fine. He's going to land on his feet somewhere. Sure. Um, you know, he's not just going to go privateer out. So, uh, especially after what he proved in Supercross this year, being a title contender, like teams are going to jump on that. He's a vet and he's going to figure it out. So, I think then Steve said that you have to take stepping stones to get to, you know, the next level, and he took those this year. And I think next year might be the best bet. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Justin, what about the comparison that Steve gave him to Marty and Tedder and Ted, you know, he's making, you know, gear money and he's making, you know, bonuses or whatever. Like I don't really put Christian in the same ballpark or the same position as Marty. Like they're just, I, I think Christian is at a different level personally. Yeah, I agree. I think, Christian belongs on a factory team on a factory. Not that Tedder's not a factory bike, but you know, a factory team. Yeah. Um, speed level. And yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, Christian's shown what he can do on a factory bike on a 450. You know, I've seen him top five supercrosses before and run up front and win heat races. Um, if it's my opinion, I'm signing him for another white steel. Uh, if I'm star, I would, it would be kind of stupid not to. Um, the dude is unbelievable on a motorcycle and I really believe that this championship could have been his, um, just because he came out firing, you know, for these last two. So, yeah, I think, uh, if it's, I don't know his situation. I don't think he's pointing out or anything like that or any, or even close to that. Right. No, I don't um, think so. So if, if, yeah. So if it's me, Star has, if they haven't already offered him something, he will be getting something. Um, 
And it's not like that jumps bit only him, you know, this week. It, Nichols crashed on that same jump in, uh, in press day. So it's, I, I think they understand. They know it wasn't just like, a, oh, we suck and you threw it away. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, sure. it happens. Like, I've, I've gotten sketchy on that jump in the, in the main event. Like, it, it, was a ha- it happens, you know. So, uh, yeah, in my opinion, they're going to re-sign him again for a light deal and then maybe the 450 outdoors or, again or something. And I think he'll start outdoors this year pretty slow. Um you know, not slow, he'll be fast, but I don't think you'll see much of him, uh, you know, like flash the brilliance until, you know, like maybe round two or three just because of his leg. Um, but yeah, I think, I think in my opinion, he's going to end up where he's at right now next year with better results. I tend to agree with you. Hey, you guys know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp Mech show. And I'm excited to announce that Michelin bicycle tires, the proud sponsor of the Pulp Mech wrap up show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram. Thanks to Randy Richardson for that. Um... All right, hey, here's a question before Anton and Don left, Justin, that Steve asked them. I want to get both of your opinions. Uh, you guys are a little bit little bit younger than me, just a little bit, and I, I might have a different opinion, but he asked them if, they're, if they missed the magazine, Transworld. Don instantly says, nope, and Anton says, sometimes, you know, Prince dying. Um, but there was a good point that I think Don maybe made that he, he says, don't you feel like, some of the articles you write or some of the long form articles for the, the magazines are wasted when they go in the magazines because of the, the fact that magazines are somewhat dying. I want to get your thoughts on that, Justin. Like, do you miss the, the magazines? I mean, I know Racer X is still in magazine form, but does it bum you out that these things are disappearing or are you cool with most of the stuff just being online and being able to read it on your phone? Well, I mean, you got to look at our generation. We're on our phones so much or computers and, you know, all this. Everything seems digital in this world. Um, so for me, I, I find myself looking, you know, at my phone all the time and reading that stuff. But, man, I, I remember, like, I really miss sitting down and just going through the magazines. Like, that was always, a you know, a fun thing for me. And, you know, if I had a stack of them next to me right now, I probably would sit there and look at those and put my phone down. Um, but I would say that if there was a percentage pie, it would, you know, a lot more people would be on their phones than reading a magazine these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to, to really say anything on that. Like I miss them. Um, and I know that I would probably look at them, but majority of the people wouldn't. I think you're right. And it kind of buzzed me out. Like I'm literally, I'm looking across the studio and I've got shelves of old racer X's and trans worlds and motocross journal. And like, I like, the physical i still like the physical cds i like the physical magazines troy you write for verb um so you probably have a, a thought on this yeah i'm, I'm 100 percent all for uh, print i love holding a magazine and a book in my hand even um i i hate that that all the kind of magazines are going away um i do know it's a lot of work to you know make a magazine every month um but yeah, I got to have some in my hands. Like I have no interest in reading something like, like a magazine on my phone. Like I'll read an article, but mm-hmm. I got to have, I got to have, if I'm holding a magazine, it's got to be, um, physical. 
Okay, I, I'm with you. I, I, I lean more that direction, so that's interesting that you say that. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my general question I ask pretty much every week. Um, Troy, favorite segment on the show, whether it be future headlines, rant, tweets, X-Brand tear-offs, do you have a favorite? Man, it used to be... Um... It used to be um, X-Brands. Now it's tweets. I get a lot of info from tweets. I don't understand where these people are getting all this information. I guess it's like Justin alluded to earlier. It's being on your phone constantly. Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm pretty up on like the news and stuff. And then guys ask questions I've never even heard of. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So now it's it's tweets for me. Okay. How about you, Justin? Um, yeah, I probably have to say the same thing. I mean, it, it's I really like getting you know all the info and things i like being in the know of what's going on and and all that because i really enjoy that information so yeah and i feel like you get so much information from that where everything else kind of just seems like it's just answering you know a generic question mm-hmm. um but the tweets are people want to know things that they have heard and now yeah same thing with Troy. i don't know where they hear these things and how it gets brought up but um yeah i like listening to that because i feel like that's where you get the most uh most info. Okay, that that's a good answer from both of you, but you are both wrong because the correct answer is the Race Tech rant. Use code Pulp Twenty One to save. <laughs> um, here's Steve's. My rant is me and my stupidity for what I'm doing here this week. So we had a great time last year. We yeah. all loved it, right? Yeah, the funnest time ever. So I'm like, I'm going back. I spend a lot of money. On a nice Park City. Well, it's not even that nice. It's a good place, but it's not. But, you know, Park City is expensive. Because Pookie was going to come up with me all week. Well, this is not beautiful weather up here. The trails, I can't ride three quarters of the trails that I want to ride. And now everyone's going down to Draper to go ride, which is far away from here. This was a terrible idea. Like, I didn't know the weather would be this bad. In my mind, I had the greatest week ever planned. And it is turning out to be not terrible, but yeah. Sucks. Race Tech Rant. Me. I'm an idiot. I should have looked at the weather. I should have called some people and been like, hey, can you, you ride stand? in April? Well, all right. I didn't think that was going to cut off so early. Uh, <laughs> Justin, he's an idiot. Uh, um, that was, that was, uh, I enjoyed that part of the rant for sure. This isn't my favorite rant ever, but I mean, you know, like really, Steve, what are you, you going to do? I mean, you just didn't plan quite as well. It's not the same as it was last year, but. I guess I get it. He's a little bummed out. He's disappointed. Not my, not my favorite rant, Justin. Yeah, I mean, it it was a good one. I get it because like it, we were here last year and it was just hot the whole time. But at the same time, we've had like chilly weather. We've had rainy weather. We've had snowy weather. And then today, I'm sitting here completely sunburned from how hot it was, and it's only going to get hotter this week. So yeah, I see his side a bit. You know, he had like a nice week planned, and it's been bad weather, but it's only bad you know like really like sunday monday and a little bit of tuesday tuesday was actually not too bad of a day um and then you know wednesday on we have amazing weather down here so um yeah he should have planned better like that's that's (laughs) on him that's that's fully that's fully on him i mean i I also should have planned better i didn't bring like a big jacket for when it was cold and uh yeah it was a little little miserable out there but um yeah, I mean, if I'm going all out to do all this and bring a mountain bike out here and this, that, and that, I'm definitely looking at the weather. Yeah. Uh, Troy, I like when he's a little more animated. I, I definitely get, like, you know, he was expecting Pookie to be up there the whole time, and that part I, I get, you know, but I guess because I'm not a huge mountain bike guy, I'm not that into this particular rant so much. 
Yeah, not his best work with the ramp, but I understand if he's out a ton of money. I guess a month makes a huge difference in, you know, in that part of the world. So I don't know. It, I, uh, it was 80 degrees here yesterday. Uh, I went to work today, and it's rainy, so right. I got wet all day. So Yeah. I think I looked yeah. at the weather for Salt Lake City this weekend just a little bit ago, and I think it was like, yeah, 78, 80, if I'm not mistaken, Justin. Does that sound right, or have you even looked? Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's going to be warm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the first race day that we had, I think we were in the sixties, which was actually really nice. Um, I really, really enjoyed that weather. Um, and then now we're going in the eighties where, you know, now we have to kind of think about boiling fuel, um, and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, we got our race schedule today and we don't even start racing until I, I think my heat race will be somewhere around eight thirty. So mm. Um, it's, it's going to be super late. The main event's at 1030. So I sh- it'll be cooler then, but yeah, it's, it's getting hot. I mean, today, I mean, I'm, like I said, I am sunburned. My neck is red right now. It was hot today. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to pack appropriately tonight. Uh, okay. A few more things before we wrap this thing up. Kate Clayson, Josh Osby come in, join the show along with Sarah Clayson. Uh, Troy, Kate talked about being better after his two year sideline, and, you know, how he didn't make a main last year. He, he went in all in on himself, going to club and, you know, training and getting ready. Uh, and, and Sarah jumps on and talks about, you know, she's supportive of him as long as he's doing well. But just I, I enjoyed Cade and I enjoyed Josh being in. It, it wasn't a lot of, like, major topics. They were just mm-hmm. talking about a few different things here and there, touching on things. But those two guys, it, it, was, it was fun to listen to. I, I enjoy having riders in for – more than just a 15 minute interview, but actually being part of the show. Yeah. And it was cool to actually hear like Ozzy's voice for the first time. I've never talked to him and he's from around like, and he's from Indiana originally. So I uh, never crossed paths with him, but I thought he was, he was low key kind of fun. Like his ways. Uh, so you like to have a good time all the time. And he was ragging on Kate a little bit. Yeah. 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 He kind of fit right in. So I hope he's on the show again sometime soon. Absolutely. And you guys will like this because I, I think we talked about this before we started recording, but um, Troy, I had forgotten you had done this before. Justin at mm-hmm. WW Ranch a few years ago, I blanked on your name while trying to interview you. Well, Josh didn't know who the hell I was, but we really literally just met. We talked at Arlington. I was like, dude, I just talked to you. I texted him. I was like, I literally just talked to you. And he goes, oh, yeah, my bad. I, you know, brain fart. And I was like, no, it's fine. But he didn't know who I was either. So, it's, uh, yeah, full circle, right? Either one of you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah, I thought that I, was yeah. kind of funny. It kind of, kind of made me happy a little bit after I bet, hearing I that. Because I, I, I didn't forget about WWE. I'll never forget. No, you won't. You won't let that go. I mean, I don't understand why, because I had a brain fart, which is pretty common for me. Uh, you can't just let it go, Justin. No, I'll never let that one go. Because you, you can't interview someone and then forget their name. Like walk up to me to interview me and then just forget my name. <sighs> Who are you guys again? Yeah, it was literally like that. I was like, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was like, hang on. Yeah, dude, whatever. I'm not a professional, okay? <laughs> hey, at least I'm not bringing up why, or, uh, you know, um, yeah, wife swap. I, I wasn't going to even touch on oh, that. Oh, there it is. There it is, Justin. Yeah, is. I've been waiting. I've there been waiting for that is. one to pop up. I've already gotten it this week. It's fine. Hour and nine it's... minutes in. Here we go. <laughs> I wasn't yep, going to bring it, it up, is. but yep. then, you know, you're giving me shit. So, um, <laughs> all right. Hey, I got famous from it. I'll take it. Yeah, right, right. 
<laughs> so fantasy, uh, Justin, you play Troy, you play, um, Cade plays. Uh, what'd you say, Troy? No, nah, I was, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing this year, but you I, have uh, played. You, you have played. Yes. I, I will play outdoors. Um, okay. I, for some, I obviously am a super cross only guy. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't play super cross just because I, know how I feel and I feel a lot of the times this year I've felt really good and I've gotten fifth in the LCQ. Right, right. So yeah, I can't bring myself to play. And then I also don't like playing when I'm racing just because if I'm around someone I feel like I'm knowing me I would think about something that I shouldn't with pulp in a race and I'm not doing that. So yep, nope, not uh not during not during race time for me, but outdoors I will be fully signed up. Well you are aware of it. You are involved with it. You have you've told people to not pick you uh and that's gone sideways and you've taken care of some of your fans because of bad decisions that you've bad advice you've given. But also Cade is fully aware of pulp fantasy He's not happy that he wasn't part of the fantasy pod. For, for, first of all, screw you for passing Wagement in the heat because he was a very high pulp mix fantasy pick. Not my problem. And you uh, dropped You guys him. didn't even freaking bring me up in the fantasy pod. Because your handicap's not good enough. I don't care. I'm you, you're, cause you, cause you're doing well, so your handicap is not you know, not ideal to pick you. Scored 32 more points than Wagement. <laughs> yeah, you did. But I also say F you. Cade, because I also had Wageman, and uh, yeah, it didn't go well for me. Troy, it's incredible how much Pulp Fantasy has worked its way into not only us as fans, but the writers. I mean, it's just incredible to me. Like, before Pulp started his thing and the other the other brand, I don't remember what the other fantasy one was. There was one very similar, like... I didn't ever hear writers talk about it, but now that pulp is involved and it's become such a big thing, it's like, it's just part of the sport now. And it's also a big reason why it's, I don't call it exactly like me playing. I just kind of am like there, like I just pick a team and then like, it usually ends up like just very terrible for me. So I I do play, but I'm just kind of there. I'm not winning anything, but yeah, that's the, the hardest part. There's so many people playing now. The reach is crazy. Yeah. So now you can, like this week, I think all my guys scored at least 35 points and I had seven of eight, I guess. And I was like three millionth and 43 or something. Like it, <laughs> I don't think you were that far. Just, I don't think there's that many. I mean, it was, it was outside of the, the top 1000 for sure. Yeah. And it was just like, come on, but well, I keep coming back. I, uh, so there was a moment during the 250 heats, uh, or the 250 main where I was sixth. Now, oh, my man. my score was such that so many people had it, the same score, that like I went from 6th to like 800th or something, but I still had the same score. And it was just, there were so many people with the same points. Uh, then it went it all went to shit halfway through, and I, and I had Robbie Wageman who didn't, ra- didn't make it, so then it just, yeah, went real south. But I, I think I'm, uh, I'm like 397th. I'm looking at it right now, yeah. Championship Supercross Series rank. 397 at the moment. That's not terrible. I've never been there, so yeah, that's that's amazing, man. That's, that's the best I've ever done, too, with one to go. And really what it comes down to with fantasy is in my my group, my league with my buddies. That's the one I care about. I'm second. I'm eight points down behind my producer of my show, and I have to beat him. That's the only thing that matters. I do not care about anything else. I don't care about prizes. I've got to beat TJ. That's That's it. 
you might run up 395 places and win the whole dang thing. Dude, that'd be awesome. And I also bought my Yamaha Privateer, uh, whatever, fun tickets this, the other day. So I need to ride. I need to win a Blue Crew because I'm about to be without a bike. So hopefully. Just, re- just ride Bradshaw's again. You'll be okay. I don't think he's going to allow that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that time has passed. I doubt he'll ever let me even near one of his bikes again. And Can you play the clip again? Uh, actually, hang on. I think I have it in my. Yes. Let me find it here. So I'm sure. Here we go. Oh shit! That's Damon Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. <laughs> uh, I can't believe me. I did that. <laughs> there you go. I have it on my board as well, so I don't mind making fun of myself. Okay, a couple <laughs> so more good. things. I know Troy, you got to go pretty quick. You got family stuff. It's eight fifteen where you are. JT has some thoughts on the broadcast. This has been an enormous topic of conversation with fans. Steve's talked about it all year. Um, Steve brought up, you know, look, Daniel Blair was in the booth play-by-play this week. I thought he was fantastic. I think everybody agreed. They brought J-Bone in. A lot of people like that. But JT has some problems, some issues that he wants to change. Let's listen. The powers that be need to make a hard decision and I hope they go a specific direction, but I think right now we're kind of straddling this middle ground of we're trying to be really generic to uh, cultivate this this average viewer that doesn't is not really a fan, which I don't really believe exists. I don't think there are that many casual fans that watch. And then we're not specific enough, and we're not articulate enough for the enthusiast fan who I believe is really the core and that will continue to drive this sport for a long time, because I, I really think that's all we're going to get. Like mm-hmm. the, the sport is, is going to be small and go all in and make this show and the broadcast as informative and as insightful as possible for the people that are always going to be there to watch it. I think having Daniel Blair doing the play by play was a step towards that, but that that's my wish is that they would just say, okay, screw it. We're not going to dumb it down anymore. And guess what? If you like this sport, learn the lingo, learn the terminology, and then the show is going to be a hundred times better for you. Yeah. So, man, I don't know how I feel about. I do know how I feel about this. I'm not quite as like black or white on this, uh, Troy. Like, I don't care so much if they dumb it down. If if it works, like if it actually works and gets new people in. I don't care that much. As long as I get to watch good racing, I understand where he's coming from. It, but like Steve, you know, says like, don't you guys just watch the racing? Like for me, that's really the most important part. What are your thoughts, man? I don't know. Cause I, I don't know that my opinion is like, is common as what, you know, I'm probably in the minority. Um, as far as the broadcast, like you're asking like what, what I think about, um, just like dumbing it down as, yeah, you do you do you agree with JT that they should make it for us, the the motoheads, the fans that know the sport? Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah, don't dumb it down because because we pay for it. Like we watch it, we know what's going on. Sometimes I can't even listen to it because I I just you know kids are sleeping and I got I can just watch the race. But what happened this weekend with Daniel and then J Bone and it, it all just flowed so nicely and it was a nice change. And I really, I really hope they go that direction in the future. I do too. I think you're right. Daniel did a great job, but um, Troy, I know you got to go. You've got to help uh, your wife get your kids to bed. I appreciate your time. We've only got a couple more things to touch on with Justin, 
Um, but man, I appreciate you coming on and I promise I'll remember that you did the show twice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sorry for uh, cutting it short, but uh, it's, all good, it's man. been a rough day. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. We're about to wrap it up. I know it's getting late on the East coast. I uh, appreciate cool. you, man. Hey, thanks for having me again. It was good talking to you guys. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so absolutely. See you, Justin. Troy. Take right, care, buddy. Well, see you dark side. All right. See, see you. Him. All right. Thanks to Troy, uh, Troy from Vermoto. All right, Justin. So what about you, man? How do you feel about the TV coverage? Uh, to be completely honest with you, I haven't watched one yet. Okay. Um, so I don't exactly know. I mean, I've raced every single one, and then during the weeks, I'm honestly, I'm so busy that I'm just not really into it. Like, I'll, I'll watch the recap or, you know, whatever, the highlights. But, um, yeah, so I don't really know exactly how everything is, but I don't – I don't like that they dumb it down. Um, I know that I've heard that in the past, you know, of them kind of dumbing some, some things down, but I wish they would just kind of be real with it. Cause when they have Carmichael and those guys on, they have so much knowledge and they're just not really giving them them all, you know, I feel yeah. like they're just kind of like robots in a way. And that sucks because if, if you're a fan of the sport or even if you're getting into it, you want to know everything. It's the same with me. I don't really know much about F1, but I don't want them to dumb it down for me. I wanted them to, to say about everything because then if i hear about something like the dos thing with the steering wheel like i heard about that with f1 and i was like man what is that so i googled it yeah i'm sure i did you know, the same a thing fan yeah. Of, yeah a fan of, the, of, of racing or you know is getting into it they're going to hear something and then they're going to google it you know and that's i kind of wish they would just keep it real and not and not be so you know scripted well that's what jt said right he said if the people are going to become fans they'll figure out the lingo Keep it, you know, keep it geared towards us that already appreciate the sport. And I mean, I get his point. Like I said, it it doesn't. I don't get mad about it. You know, like they talk about Ralph saying the yellow Suzuki's, the red Hondas. I I, I would have never really noticed that stuff without people complaining about it because I I sort of just barely listen to the audio. I'm watching the racing. And, you know, and honestly, now with fantasy, as we talked about a minute ago, I'm looking at the chat room and Pulp Fantasy, and I'm I'm texting my buddies that are we're in group text. So there's so many things going on that the commentating isn't the priority. I paid more attention this week because Daniel was on, and you should go back and watch a little bit of it because I mean it was fantastic. But but it's interesting. We all I guess we all have different opinions. Um, I think if they want it to be a better package, well, here you know what, shifting gears. Steve talked about it going to app only. I like that idea. I like the idea. Like, okay, if you're a fan of this, you pay for it. Maybe you get other options. Like, I, I would pay a yearly subscription, and maybe during the commercials we get some more content, or or even during when there's no races, maybe there's more content. Maybe there's some privateer profiles, you know, that you could on the app that you could click on and watch later. I don't know. It seems like there's so much more they could do with it if they went that route. Yeah, or have someone, you know, when when obviously COVID's more relaxed, have you know, have someone going into the pits and and they're, you know, you know, asking this team manager guy this or this rider this or when they come off the track and we just get back to the pits, ask us questions or something. You yeah. know, like I feel like that would be way way more way more nicer you know say i come off the track and i you know just i'll give myself an example i just have this unbelievable heat race and i get fit but i'm not talked about anywhere right um, yes my airpod just died but yeah but you know say i get fit but i'm not talked about in the stadium or on tv well now if you're watching you know the you know like say on an app or something there's more coverage well now we have you know i get an interview in between racing where there's you know a commercial break type thing 
well, I'm getting interviewed there, you know, out of my car or something, you know, like this little things like that, I think would be a lot cooler. Um, I don't know if our fans, you know, it would reach more people that way, you know, with having to buy it or this or that, yeah. but yeah. As a, you know, as a real fan, I think that'd be really cool. Like that would be something that I would really enjoy watching, say, you know, come outdoors or if I'm injured or something like that, like that would be nice to see. Um, but I'm like you, like when it comes to outdoors, you know, I, I, I watch the race, but man, I'm sitting there just watching Paul or in the chat room or something like that the whole time. So I'm going to talk to you in there multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun when you get in there. Hey, I know your AirPods just died. Do you have it on speakerphone? Yeah, I'm hearing myself back. Can you? Is there a way to take that off or no? All right, sorry about that. Uh, Justin's AirPods died, and we were getting some feedback. So, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride. Only at motorsport.com. You guys said the tweets, the motorsport tweets are your favorite segments. Two things real quick. Um, based off the tweets that came up, will Paul Cooper Webb get an outdoor title? Pretty much unanimous that he won't by those guys in studio. Um, I agree. I don't think he is even going to be that interested in getting a title. What do you think? Uh, I think he's way more interested this year than he will be as if, or than he was uh, two years ago. Okay. Um, he knows, he knows what it's like now he's done it. And I think him doing it again, um, won't be as crazy to him. I guess you would say like, it's not going to be like, Oh my God, I just did this. You know, yada, yada. he's done it. Um, I think now he's going to want that outdoor championship. And wow. that's just okay. in my opinion. I, I think that he was going to want that because the only thing he doesn't have now. Interesting. Um, All right. Well, that's- so yeah, if that's, if that's me, yeah, I feel like he's going to go for it. Okay, I, I love that. I hope so. Um, all right, two. Let's see here. What I, I want to ask you about: if a privateer broke his fibula, do they let him race? This came up obviously because of the Cooper Webb thing. They talked about the Cade Clayson incident at Daytona where he went to get taped up and they wouldn't let him race. There's a double standard, right? Yeah, I'm going to say no. I, I don't think I don't think they do because I hurt my knee in Orlando uh, two and pretty sure it's an MCL um, that's just not there anymore. And, um, man, I had the practice red flag. They were cr- pretty crazy about it, but I couldn't move my knee. Um, and then I was in there, and I remember being like, hey, I can for sure start the heat, you know, and get my money. I'm a privateer. I need that $1,000. And um, I had to go through, like, tests, like, to be able to, like, hold myself up and walk, you know, to be able to race. And he was still – he, the doctor uh, Lily told me, you can start the heat, but I want you to pull off. And then you can start the LCQ, and I want you to pull off. If I see you racing, I will be upset, and we'll have to discuss it later. And I don't know what he meant by that, <laughs> but I, I yeah. was in too much pain anyways to do anything. But yeah. he was really like, he didn't want me to ride, and that's just an, an MCL. And, and so, in my opinion, no. Right. <laughs> They're not letting anybody else ride. Um, not with a broken, not with a for sure shown break. Yeah. And that was what they had. So, no, I'm going to say no. Okay. That's interesting, though, that he actually lets you get your buddy, though. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I was really happy about it because he was, at first, he told me no. And I was like, look, I can I can walk. If I can walk, you got to let me ride. You know, like, there's no way you can't let me ride. 
And yeah, so I was able to do that. Well, they didn't let Cade ride, which that still blows my mind. Last thing during yeah. the the roundtable discussion at, at the Fuel headquarters, Steve mentions that hey, MC was over there a little bit ago, and oh, I wish he had gotten on the mic, but he you know he was hungry. he had to leave. Ryan said he or Shane Gould said he was hungry, he had to go get some food, and Cade I guess had his back to him, and was like just so disappointed, like. What, MC was here? You know, why didn't you tell me to shut up? Like, uh, have, no, for, I thought it was McGrath. Yeah, MC. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, McGrath. Oh, I thought you said MC. Sorry. No, no, no Sorry. MC. MC. AirPod Life. Yeah, AirPod that's cool. Life. That's cool. I probably, yeah. it's my, my Texas accent too, right? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that would be a big disappointment to not get to sit and visit with McGrath. I'm going to be honest with you. If I was in Kate's position, I'm not a crazy MC fan by any means. Okay. But, he walked in and I didn't know and I wasn't able to say hi and shake his hand. I'd be very upset. Very, very upset. And if I was Steve, I would have tried to get him on the show or yeah. like just pop in and say something for a couple minutes, you know, a couple minutes. You can, I mean, MC, I for sure would do that after seeing how, you know, gracious he is with fans and stuff at, you know, up here riding. Um, yeah, I, I would, if I was Kate, I, I've been pretty upset. And like I said, I'm not like, oh, my God, MC, MC, you know, crazy. This is awesome. Like, I just would have been like, man, it would be nice to shake his hand. I've never done that. So, right. um, yeah, I, I would pull same with Cade there. Absolutely. Dude, he's the coolest. He was. He's the, the most nervous of any of the riders I've ever met for the first time. I was the most nervous meeting him, and I was trying to play it really cool. It was at MX of Nations at Redbud, and I was yeah. like trying to be really, really cool. Uh, it worked out. I got him on my show, but yeah, I, I can see where Cade was bummed. All right, I think that's uh, yeah, think, guys, the guys, a legend. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a wrap for episode four sixty three. Uh, I didn't really talk about Shane Gould, owner of Fuel. You know, he allowed Steve to come do the show, but it really seems like a really cool guy. Gives back to the sport, yeah. loves the sport, so we appreciate him allowing the show to happen. Uh, anything else before I let you go, Justin? Oh, no, I'm just uh, excited to finish the season off. Um, it's exciting, you know, obviously I still have to get through the last day, but it's cool to make it through, as you could say, all 17. Yep. Um, it hasn't been pretty. I've had food poisoning at one, and, uh, yeah, then the crash in, at or Orlando 2, and, and basically just starting the night to get my money. Um, but I was able to – I mean, I've been at every one. So uh, it's been a good season. Um, hasn't been what I wanted by any means, but, you know, I'm still healthy and um, – yeah, there's a lot of things that could change, but there's a lot of things I've learned for next year. So, uh, yeah, excited to finish this off and then go to Vegas on Sunday and go do the Pulp Show uh, with Steve and, um, yeah, hopefully get back on this thing and maybe we can do some roundtable stuff uh, when it comes outdoor time. Absolutely, yeah. So when you're on, we'll have uh, – for your show, we'll, I, as I mentioned, Jericho, which is Derek Rankin, uh, Christian's mechanic, Jericho, and A-Ray will be my host on the wrap-up show. So we'll we'll be talking about your – your job as a co-host, so that'd be fun. I want to thank again Motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, and Seal Savers for sponsoring the wrap-up show. And I also want to encourage you guys to go to PulpMexShow.com, click on the Sponsors Deal tabs, and use the code. Support the sponsors of the Pulp Mex Show. I just bought a boom bottle. I used the Pulp code to buy one of those. I uh, can't wait for that. Did to you get, get it? Hasn't gotten here uh, yet. It was just like... Um, I, how much they talk about them, I want to get one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pester about it when I get there. Like, hey, I don't, I don't want our sport. I already buy that stuff. Just can I get a boom bottle? I considered it, and I just decided. I, I did ask Steve for the code because the code was not working. That was on the website, and it was a different code. Actually, I guess the, the one on the website was wrong. But I was kind of like crossing my fingers. Oh, I'll just get you one. 
but he didn't. Yeah. So I had to buy one. <laughs> but that's fine. I bought one. I can't wait to get it. And if you guys have any questions, comments, uh, you know, whatever, gripes, or any contributions for the Hello Pookie segment that I'm going to do again eventually, hit me up at darkside at pulpmx.com. Other than that, it's a wrap for episode 463. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? Say